There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Alex Brent Bernard Rasmussen. <laughs> Andy Brent Bernard. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> You guys want to get okay? Well, let's start over. Well, Why don't we go, Alex, then Andy, then Mom? All right. That's usually, what ready? We do. Ready? Yep. Yeah. Welcome to the family with Alex Brant Bernard Rasmussen, Andy Brant Bernard, co-host Catherine Brant, off game? camera today because of not knowing how to plug it into a computer. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> she can't just pl- plug it into this laptop that I have, can she? I don't think the cord's no. enough. No. Oh, she can't. Because you'd like to see Nana on the show. I am crucial. Not you are happening. well. There's no good around. You are. It's very crucial. Very, very crucial I feel no crucial. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wanted to thank a lot of people up front. Not to spend a lot of time on it, but uh, in the one day that uh, we switched over from the Thomas Bernard to Tom Bernard because people thought Thomas was hilarious, so we got rid of that. We went over to new. Uh, the old site had a 5,000 follower limit. The new site does not have any limit on the followers. Correct. Uh, no. I mean, theoretically, no, it's somewhere no. in the billions, but, you know, if you reach that, then we got other issues. Yeah, if we get to the billions, uh, yeah, you're right. It's going to be a little bit. Um, so far in the first day, we have 1,013 followers. So in, the, in a 48-hour period, that's pretty good. I would say so. Yes, and it's it's delightful that you have something new to obsess about. I'm not <laughs> obsessing about anything. I'm being okay. grateful. A little There's bit. a difference between obsessing and being grateful. Okay. Whatever you um, say. <laughs> well, wait a minute. This, I hit something accidentally because it told me to block sick. somebody, and I don't want to block anybody. There we go. I got rid of it. You should block Mike Bilski. See, just <laughs> I should block Bilski. I think it'd be great. You're pulling stuff. There you oh, go. Settle down, you big baby. Yeah, well, when, Jesus. What? Okay. What's happening? So what's it's, new? It's weird not having Andy here in the studio. Yeah. After seven we- seven weeks in town, Andy's not in town anymore. Being, oh God! Yep. I forgot about my being watch. Being squished oh, in to the studio. <laughs> I know. I feel yeah. weird being in this other room. <laughs> oh yeah, you were in here. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You were doing what were you doing? Sound engineering, I guess. Engineering. Doing the board op. Yep. So board what's up. new? Anything good? Uh, it's nice and warm. Yeah. yeah. Dan did his. Oh yeah, it's supposed to be sixty today. That's what I heard. Yep. But then it's going to get wow. freezing a couple of days, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's like tomorrow's... a 40, 40 degree temperature swing between Monday and Wednesday, I think. Uh, Love well, those. The high is 60 today, and the low tomorrow is 6. So. Whoa. That's quite the swing, <laughs> I would oh. say. I didn't even realize how neat. Yeah. Dan did, his, Dan did his Berkabiner. 
How'd that go? With no snow. With all, <laughs> yep. It was just a man-made snow 10K loop that everybody did five times. Huh. 10K loop five times. Because yeah, okay. it's a 50K race. Sense. What, they couldn't make 50 kilometers of snow? Yeah. Lazy. I know, I know. Did they so have to lazy. go in waves or because yeah, they just the loop? <clears throat> yeah, they did waves one through three first, and they only did 30K. And then they, once they were done, they regroomed the trails and then did the elite wave, which is what Dan's in. for. F they're the only ones that did 50K. Okay. And then after they were done, they did waves four through six, 30K. So I'm it was guessing like, conditions were pretty sloppy. Well, he was, <clears throat> he was like, his, the thing about cross-country skiing is like you have to get the wax on your skis perfectly. Yes, you do. And it makes a huge difference in your race. Like the temperature of the snow, the temperature of the air, the slushiness of the snow, the coldness, the, you know, whatever. It all matters so much, and if you don't get your wax right, it makes your race harder. And he had his, he waxed his skis too warm, so he's like it was basically felt like skiing on sandpaper. Oh yeah. Because it was warm, but it didn't warm up until later, and they were but they weren't skiing until later, and it was this whole thing. So it and it got colder than they said it was supposed to get overnight, so it took longer to get warm and. Whatever, but he finished, and he said it was it was fun to do the 10k loop because the course was actually pretty decent. And he's like the entire time, the whole way around, people are cheering for you because they were just oh, lining nice. the whole course, right. which is usually it's 50k point A to point B, and they like ski across a lake and all this stuff. And so there's usually not cheering for a good portion of the race. Mm -hmm. But so he was like, it was fun. And he wore a ski suit that had donuts all over it. And <laughs> donuts? He's you mean like donuts? He's part of a training group that they call themselves the Donut Crew. And mm. they have donut ski suits. And um, he wore that. And he's like, a lot of people really loved my donut suit. And I was like, that's when you know you got the right outfit, when people are cheering <laughs> for your outfit. That's true. <clears throat> yep, so. And it's, I'm very, very nice. glad that it's over. I'm always glad when the Berkey is over. Yeah. Because all of February is basically just like Berkey, 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 mm -hmm. Berkey, cross-country skiing, training, 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 skiing, training, Berkey. It's like, okay. There you go. You've had enough. Yeah. Well, and Dan's like, I'm, I'm like the week before, he's like, I'm ready for this to be done. Yeah. So. How much longer is he going to do it, you think? Until he dies. Yeah. Oh, really? He'll do it every year until he dies? Um, until he physically yeah, I mean, out. We went up there one year, and it was just freezing. So cold. And they um, people were getting treated for oh, frostbitten toes and fingers, and some people just collapsed, and it was just, I don't know how. Yeah, it was real cold. When it's that cold. Why? Why? Yep. It's a journey. It's an interesting thing. It's a journey. I one day want to do the Cordy, which is... The cor The Corgi. Corti. Cortilopit. Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to buy a Corgi and do well, a race with yes, a Corgi. Yes. I, I, would, I would go for that. I also would like to um, have a Corgi one day. Corgis. But yes. yes. No, you the Corgi... You have half a Corgi. The Corgi is 29K. Oh. I'm like that one day. One day. So 29K is what, about 18 miles, something like that? Well, 5K is three miles. 
right? 3.1. So. so it's about 18, just Math like I up. said. Yeah, sure. What do you think of that action? But well yeah, done, kilometer so, man. Well, so everybody basically, other than the Elite Wave this year, did the Cordy. Because the Cordy's like a race that's normally on a different day than the Berkebiner. I don't know if it's either on it's either on Friday or Sunday. I can't remember if it's the day before or the day after. It's probably the I day would before. Do, I would do the one where the dogs pull you around. Oh, <laughs> skajoring. <laughs> yeah. That's something that I would like to do, too. That's on my bucket yeah. list to skajore. Then you don't have to work too hard. Oh, dog sled racing? Well, well, no, you're it's on your skis. skis. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. But there's a dog running in front of you. And I'm like, I would really love to do that. And Birch would have, he would love that. But the problem with skijoring is you can't train for it, like, anywhere. No? There's Why like, not? Because they don't allow dogs on ski trails because they rip up oh, the ski trail. Oh, sure. Yep. Oh. So you have to there you have to go on like pretty pathetic ski trails because they're like oh we don't groom we don't really care about these ski trails because they're just going to get ripped up by dogs, so you have to drive to like only specific places that allow <coughs> skijoring on them and I oh. think there's like one place in Minnetonka that allows oh, dogs on their ski anything trail. Anything that's hard I don't want to do. I know and really? so I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, that's just, it just isn't fun. But I'm like, maybe if there's a year where there's a lot of snow, because you have to, you can't classic ski and do that. You have to skate ski, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Um, It's only skate skiing. Um, The dogs are pulling you, so you just have to stand there, pretty much. Well, you have to, like, do it. You have to move. Oh. That would be like... Okay. Being on I'm roller, out, I'm out again. <laughs> that would be like being on rollerblades and just having this dog run in front of you. Yeah, that's not safe. You'd be like in control and moving. Well, I mean, if you have a well-trained dog. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Birch would absolutely love skijoring. Yeah, and probably. I'm like I would, he, I want to do that with him, but it's not easy to find a place to do it. Okay. All right, we got like five headlines I want to get to because I mean that's not that's usually not that many. Um, do you know anybody who uh, is still on AT&T and got nailed for what's, what is it, about seven hours of outage? It was about seven hours the AT&T was offline, right? Uh, I heard various states had various amounts of outages. Oh, they did? They were blaming sunspots, right? Is that what it was? Sunspots? Why would sunspots affect AT&T but no Solar one Solar flares, I mean... It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't, like... Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's I what they were AT&T. blaming. If there were solar flares, they'd affect all cell carriers. Yeah. Okay, well, they, okay, here's the deal. What, are you boring you there, Alex? I have yawned so many times today, and I slept really great last night. I don't know. Oh, you did? That's good. Uh, Here's the reason I'm bringing this up. So your phones uh, were out, uh, on average, I think about seven hours, something like that. I believe it was seven hours on AT&T anyway. I think some of the other ones had shorter and nowhere near as many outages. But AT&T is reimbursing customers for last week's outage. Did you see this? No. No. Seven hours of no phone usage whatsoever. You've been reimbursed by AT&T. Five dollars. I was going to say three dollars. I was going <laughs> to say like 75 cents. I was like, I don't even. Living the dream right Living there. Living the dream, baby. An extra five, you get an extra cup of coffee. Five bucks. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We got your five dollars for seven. So basically, it's about eighty cents an hour you got back. Well, when was this outage? Uh, it was last week on Thursday. But like, what part of the day? Morning. Morning, yeah. Like extremely early morning, or it's like from seven to two or something like that. Oh, seven so a.m. to two p.m. Right in the middle of 
business yeah. and everything. Oh, yeah, like yeah. life. Yeah, it would be one thing yeah. if it was in the middle of the night and it's like, yeah. who freaking cares? It's right. funny to think that uh, seven hours without cell phones is like this national emergency. You know, yeah. I, I, I had, my cell phone was missing for part of a day, and I, I mean, you're, I'm so lost without it, and I hate that. Well, but you can still use, like, maps and the Internet and everything with, when there's an outage. You just but, can't use the phone. Well, can't you use it on Wi-Fi, too? You can if you have Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi calling, which almost everyone does at this yeah. point, yeah. Yeah, so Unless it's like... you're out in your car. Yeah, but I mean... Well, but it's like, is it that big of a deal to not be able to make a phone call in your car? It seems like because it's just, we're so used to being able to make a call from anywhere, anytime, that it does seem like a big deal now to me. Yeah. It's just, you're just so used to it Mm -hmm. that when you don't have it, it kind of just, I don't know, I just feel sort of weirdly lost in it. I don't like that. (laughs) I feel like we should be able to cope without having a cell phone, a little mini computer with us everywhere we go. Yeah. I know, but yeah, it's like my calendar. Just... It's like, where am I supposed to be? When? I don't. You know, I don't have any idea because one... I rely on my phone for it's... everything. Yeah, it's one of those things that you just yeah you like adapt to it and it becomes your norm. And then when you yep. when it changes, it's like oh what? Well, if you think about it, we've had indoor plumbing for what like <laughs> one ten thousandth of human history, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if we didn't have indoor plumbing, a lot of people would die. Anytime I have to go to an outhouse, I'm yeah unhappy. not happy about it. <laughs> It's so gross. Yeah, I'm it's, not a big out-of-house guy myself. really gross. <clears throat> to pee, it's okay. Well, not for no. women, though. You, 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 you <laughs> got to sit down. You got to hover. Right. Which reminds me of a, an episode of The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, my God. <laughs> she has a baby in a porta potty mm. And somebody's got to dive in there and, and get, get the it. baby. It's, the baby. Not, it's covered in the blue. <laughs> it's gross. the grossest. <laughs> That's a great show, though. And it's so stupidly funny. I mean, it's just the dumbest show, but it's hilarious. I, you'd probably hate it, Alex. Oh, it's <laughs> sounds like it. I would oh, it's a well, that, great it, show. It, it, it doesn't do that all the time, but it does. Uh, every once in a while, it goes way too far. Mm. <laughs> I started watching a show that you guys used to watch. Mm-hmm. Young Sheldon. I love Young oh, Sheldon. Yeah, it's a we good show. We watched that in yeah, a few I years. I never. Though. I yeah. My so Dan was in Wisconsin all weekend, and um, so the kids sleep in bed with me when Dan is gone. We have a slumber sure. party, and they fell asleep at you know eight, and I was like, I don't really want to get out of bed, but I don't want to go to sleep, and so I was like, I'll watch something with headphones in, and so I watched Young. Sh- I didn't realize that they're only like fifteen minutes long. They are? Yeah. No, what? they got to be 22s. No, they're not even half an hour, I thought. Oh, because of 15 minutes of commercials. No. Which one really? is that? Well, it's a Netflix. Young Sheldon? It's a Netflix thing. It's 22 minutes long. It no, has Young to be Sheldon 22 minutes a, long. Young Sheldon was a regular It was a regular network. thing? Yeah, it was a regular network. I like looked mm-hmm. at oh, one no, and I was... 18 to yeah. 21 minutes, variable running time. Yeah, they're really? short. That's interesting. Yeah. Jeez, I watched one out? yesterday and it was 16 minutes. I was like, What? Yeah, because it was, it was time. on TV. Wow, they must be playing a lot of commercials on yeah. CBS. I know, because I was like, I was talking to Christy about it. We took the kids ice skating yesterday, and she'd never watched The Big Bang Theory or anything, because I had seen her the night before at a family birthday party, and um, I was like, I need a show. I need a show to watch when the kids fall asleep. I just mm-hmm. need some, and they were like recommending me all these 
fantastical things that I was like, I don't want to know. Or it sounds too intense. I was like, I just want an easy show while the kids are sleeping. I can watch and it's just lighthearted. And so I started watching this and I was like, I've burned through so many of these in an hour. What is going on? And they're really short. So here's my question about Young Sheldon. So when Young Sheldon started, that would be... uh, It's been six seasons, too. 2016. He was 12 years old. Okay. Uh, They say he was nine, though. Oh, well, whatever. But he is now turning 16 in a few months. The kid. The kid in real life? Yes. Okay. So what are they going to do about the fact that, you know, he's gone through puberty, and yet he doesn't look or sound anything like Sheldon on The Big Bang Theory? So they're just like, you know, don't think too hard about it. Well, I think the, I think the show's over now. I don't think it's... No, it's still going. It's the last season. The last season, yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. I think so. it's one of those, like, you just kind of let it... Yeah, just what can you do? We didn't expect this to go for eight seasons. Yeah. So. What did Jim Parsons look like when he was 16, I wonder? Yeah. I wonder. Well, I don't know. His voice skinny, is... Skinny kid with a big head. Yeah. Well, yeah. And big eyes. Oh, well, here we go. Jim Parsons got yearbook pictures. I mean, he do, he looks basically similar. the same. Yeah, very similar. Okay. Just with more hair. Yeah, you'd I think. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still one of the greatest TV shows of all time. What, Big Bang Theory? Big Bang Theory is one of them, yeah. I thought what it was hilarious. Great show. I stopped watching it after a while. I really liked it in the beginning, and then I was just like... It got samey. Yeah, I for some reason was just well, like, I don't, yeah. I don't really care about this anymore. But... I really like, I'm liking Young Sheldon and have, like, it's an interesting, it's an interesting. If you want, if you want a really tiny short um, show that is kind of interesting, um, Still Standing, mm-hmm. is a, it's a Canadian television standing. series. Johnny Harris. Johnny Harris is yeah. a guy that's in a show that we like called Murdoch Mysteries, which is also a Canadian show. Mm-hmm. And he's a comedian. And he goes all over Canada and goes to these struggling small towns and does a little why they're here, what, what, ha- you know, what happened to start this town, why it's starting to die, right. what's mm-hmm. going on now. I mean, some of these people, my God, they are living very remotely. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and it's just it's amazing that they can still be in the, some of these towns. But anyway, he makes a little, con- little show about the town when he's finished up, and they're only 15 minutes. Huh. He's got, I think it's six seasons. I think it's eight seasons. Eight seasons, and it's a lot of them. So there's a lot of little towns in Canada that are not really struggling. Since most yep. of it is uninhabitable. Yep. And, he, and he's really, he, he does a great job, I he think. He does. He's What's really it called? It. Still Standing. Oh, yeah. Cause and I mean, and they're, I mean, obviously, it's still, it's kind of samey, because it's like, here's a little town, mm-hmm. and they're struggling. But, you know, there's different characters that are people that he interviews and talks to and all of them have kind of a different story like one of them was a i think there were eight towns in canada that were on the underground underground railroad for um slaves slaves to escape america yep and one of them is still around the other ones are gone defunct i don't know whatever happened to them um and he talks about that whole thing, and it was it's it's incredibly. Some of these towns are incredibly interesting, and some of them are very beautiful. And, oh God, yeah, they and are. And some of them, uh, people are starting to come back to mm-hmm. them because you know they want to get out of the cities and the cost of living and the craziness and COVID, and it's like why not just go live in a tiny little town and be self sufficient? Not a bad plan. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a nice show, and he's he's funny. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. 
He's very good. Mm-hmm. You guys ever watched uh, Murdoch Mysteries? Mm-hmm. Oh, the only reason I asked that is because he plays a... a Con- is he a constable or is that a higher up? I think cop? he is a constable. Yeah, he's like know. a cop on there. He's really good at that. They have too. different words for things up there. Mm-hmm. They do indeed. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my fellow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. 
You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. All right, I have three headlines. I want to get all get to all three stories, but you guys get to vote on which one goes first. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear about um, ten hobbies that make people undateable? Do you want to hear about um, the ten noisiest cities in America? And this is the one I want. I do want to do this one last because it's going to be pretty fascinating. Because I was 11 years old, or 10 years old actually. The cost of living in 1962. Oh, hilarious. Can you imagine imagine. how much cheaper things are going to be all those years ago? I was probably probably still in diapers, so I can't even imagine how cheap everything was. Which one do you want to go first? You want to go... Let's uh, do the undateable one. Yeah, first. Undateable? I have a quick amendment. Oh. Yes. Uh, Joe and Jeff, one of our listeners, both said that the AT&T thing was due to a code upgrade. Ah, a code upgrade, and yeah. you get $5 for the code upgrade? No, they upgraded the code, which broke the system for seven hours. But and then you, all you got back was five hours, though. Or right. $5, I mean. I mean, if you think about what percentage of a month is seven hours, and then what percentage of your bill is $5, yeah. it's actually probably not bad. I'm sure well, their suppose. bean counters figured out a way of prorating it. I guess that's true. Okay, you ready for undateable? <clears throat> yep. Would you date someone who obsessively collects Stanley tumblers? What no. the hell is a Stanley tumbler? They're a like fad. This, like this kind of thing, but this oh, is, it is okay. This I is like a giant less. off-brand thing because I somebody okay. somebody wants Stanley tumblers. That, that that wouldn't matter to me. I have I am married to someone that collects unintentionally bike water bottles because he gets so many of them for free from work. No, I suppose. There yeah. are so many in our cupboards, and I am like a one cup per person type person. Yeah. And so, but I just, they're up in a cupboard, and I just don't look at them, and it is what it is. So I guess, yeah. It I is could. indeed. I mean, the Stanley thing, I don't care about collecting, even if it's like a big part of their life, but... Stanley tumblers are a fad, and I don't like people who are into fads. People love them. I don't know. Yeah. They're cups. You know, whatever trips your trigger, as they say. Yep. Oh, know. here we go. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start at the bottom. It goes one to eight, but I'm going to go eight to one. Uh, everyone on the dating scene has at least one deal breaker, but people online are talking about specifically uh, about hobbies that are red flags, and here are a few. These are hobbies that you wouldn't date someone if they had this hobby. Okay, okay, ready? Yep. Number eight, smoking weed, and a few people said drinking. Again, not occasionally partaking. It's making it a hobby and a big part of your personality to smoke weed. Yes, absolutely. That, yeah, that was when Dan and I, on our third date, I think it was, we were like, what are the, what are your, mm, like, deal breakers? hard stops? Yeah, and we both were like, if you didn't want kids, if you drank a ton, if you were drank or sp- I mean, I think it would be implied, Smoke, yeah. like smoking Any a ton. substances. Any, yeah, yeah, any substance abuse. And if you, like, didn't exercise. Here's what I don't understand. You can get THC in pill form. Why would you want to inhale smoke They say in it hits different. 
Oh, does it? Yeah, That's what they say. It's quicker. It is quicker. I guess. Well, and also, I mean, you you don't want somebody that's downing 50 gummies a day either. Well, yeah, no. exactly. Well, yeah. no, yeah. They're going to yes. be just useless. Yeah. All right. All right, number seven is gambling in both. Oh. Uh, it's both the financial risk and the personality of gamblers. More vice, yeah. That's, that's a no for me. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Gambling? Absolutely. No. I mean, if somebody goes to the casino three times well, a year and plunks down a hundred dollars that's fine mm-hmm. yeah same thing that, with drinking yeah. it's like yes if you go out with your friends and have a few drinks every once in a while like great that's yeah. fine but if you're yeah it's like yeah. If, it's, if it's part of your personality mm-hmm. it's the addictive crap yeah. right yep. mm-hmm. okay being a social media influencer they asked about hobbies it's unclear if people feel the same if you're successful enough that it's a job or maybe it's even worse if it's a job, being a social media influencer. I don't know much about that. I mean, are we social media influencers? No, you are not. I mean, we're some sort of influencer. You're not an influencer. I mean, if it's a job. You run an account. Well, okay, here's the thing. Dan has been in social media marketing for a long time, and he runs a very popular account that has, like, a cult following. And the only part about it that is so he's not an influencer he's the marketing manager of mm-hmm. right a business's thing they it's just he's on his phone so much right all the time cuz he has to be responding to people cuz a, a part of running a successful business account on social media is that you're active on it and you're responding to people and you're having conversations and you're starting mm-hmm. conversations and you're keeping people interested so he's just on his phone all the his next job, he's like, I don't want it. I, he's like, I will not work, do social media at all. He's like, absolutely not. Whatever job he moves on to next. All right. Number five is collecting controversial memorabilia, like uh, things involving serial killers, Nazis, pornography, taxidermy, and things racist or hateful. Well, serial what? killers I mean, and tax- pornography, what? I would absolutely, <laughs> like, you have to be a major weirdo to collect things like that yeah nazi stuff it's like are you connect collecting specifically nazi stuff or world war ii stuff because most collectors they'll collect anything from world war ii whether it's you know nazi coin or a um it's like u.s helmet or you know british you know like a deactivated grenade that kind of thing they just love anything from world war ii yes but if you're like specifically seeking out like you know portraits of adolf hitler that's a little different (laughs) weird <laughs> what is that is, is that the nazi symbol is that originally from like india or something like that i think yeah. it's older than history yeah it it's yeah. a it's very like a, very old symbol yeah and what did it that used they, like, to mean well it still all... does mean uh it's like harmony i think in many cultures it oh. still does it's only the nazi swastika when it's rotated 45 yeah, I was degrees like, i was like they moved it oh. yeah Okay. Yeah, if it's 45 degrees off axis, mm-hmm. that's the Nazi one. If yeah. it's not, it's the other one, which I think like Hindu does it, Buddhism does it. I think a bunch of other religions use it. It's yeah. all over the Asian continent, um, and it has been for ages. Oh, so that it's just kind of straight up then? It's not tilted to the side? Exactly. Yeah, it's like a cross, straight up and down. And I believe oh. the reason he chose the swastika as the Nazi symbol was because... So people don't know this. They, what, what what does Third Reich mean? The Third Reich? The third, I thought it was the Third Test. No, it's the Third Empire. The first empire being the Roman Empire. Oh, sure. Then um, 
I believe it was the Austrian Empire, some other empire, and his idea was to turn Germany into the third empire, meaning a country that spans, you know, half the globe. He wanted to make Germany into the new Roman Empire. That's why he called it the Third Empire. And I think the swastika may have some connection to that whole, you know, idea. Um, I don't think they use it in Rome, but let's see here. Where can I find the history? Prehistory. The earliest known is from 10,000 B.C. Found in Ukraine. So there you go. In the Ukraine, really? So it's been all over the place for longer than people have been writing words down. There you have it. Well, we've gotten uh, halfway through the uh, the selection of eight things. Would you date someone who obsessively collects these things or does these things? We've gotten through smoking weed, gambling, being a social media influencer, or collecting controversial memorabilia like swastikas, Nazi stuff, uh, all that stuff. So we're halfway through. Uh, would you date someone who, number four, is in bullfighting or dogfighting. Absolutely no, not. What? No. <laughs> I'm Jude. Yeah. Jude voted. They're literally choosing like the worst like what do you date somebody that was an axe murderer? I know. It's there's the next one <laughs> going to be like serial to killer. What do you or something? date somebody that wears other people's skin? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like what what? <laughs> well, bull not. Do they kill the ball in bullfighting? I know they used to, but I don't know if they still do. Well, I think they now they torture it a lot. Well, these yeah. days, is it more like a rodeo where it's like, you know, the guy's dodging yeah, and I think so. bobbing and weaving no and then he just leaves or what? Because I know it used to be the whole thing was you'd have these little spears. And yeah, you'd, and you'd, you'd have the ball yeah. charge at you and then you dodge out of the way and throw a spear into it. And you just mm-hmm. did that There's over and over till it bled to death. Picadores. Yeah. yeah. Banderieros. Ban- what about the clowns? The, Are those yeah. part of traditional yeah. Spanish the, bullfighting? The, my extent of knowledge in bullfighting is from the book Ferdinand. Oh. So yeah. that's, <laughs> that's, well, that's I mean, like, Even if they didn't still kill the bull, <clears throat> like would you not... want to date someone whose hobby is almost dying? No. Probably not. No. What happens if it's somebody who has been... A bullfighter live, has been in a bullfighting family for generations. In Spain or something. In mm. Spain. And yeah. No. It's the only thing they know. No. Still no? No. Okay. Okay. Bullfighting, dogfighting, or anything else that's harmful to animals, they no. will not date you. Yeah, I don't like that. No. Number three, being obsessed with politics. Oh, my God. I'm mm. glad that well, came Well, mom's up. a yes. Mom's a hard, a hard yes, yes on that one. If I had known. I'm a hard no. <laughs> well, you were obsessed with politics when you met dad. Me? To at least some degree. No. You wrote, who is the president, Ronald Reagan, and then you wrote Ick afterwards in my baby book. So There you go. <laughs> Political nana. Mm. Well, it's just because right I had there. to write the, yeah. I had to, I mean, what am Having I an opinion about the president is an obsessed with politics. Like, yeah. I, Donald no, Trump, Ick. I, like, no, but I'm would you write that in Fon's baby book? I don't know. Yeah, I I wrote Fon's baby book like three pages and forgot about it. So that was it. Well, I can't yeah. say I've ever liked a president. So yeah, yeah. Well, and that's fine. Yeah. That's one thing I peep. I don't understand. Uh, being obsessed with politics, far left, far right. I don't want anything to do with you. I got no problems with Democrats. Got no problems with Republicans or centrists. I do favor centrists who can see both sides of one issue. Well, the fact that these people now on national television that are making money from this. 
can only see one side of the story, you do have to understand they're only saying that because there's money in it. Well, you're obsessed with politics, Dad. No, I'm not. Yeah, absolutely. You have 100% are obsessed with politics. I'm you spend, maybe I heard the most. You people. spend, I'd say, 85% of your day no, consuming I do not even something know. about politics. I mean, you're not necessarily hyper partisan, but you are yeah, obsessed, obsessed with just politics in general. Yeah. Well, I think what you guys are talking about is the fact that I don't understand how people can have an opinion where if you don't agree with me 100%, I hate you. I do, did read a lot about politics trying to figure out how we got to that point. Just because I don't agree with everything you think, you hate me. That makes no sense. Well, my answer is a no. I would not be with Dan if he was obsessed with politics. I couldn't There you it. have it. Well, I don't think anybody is anymore. Like I said, I, I got my position now. I got no problem with Democrats, got no problem with Republican centrists, but the extremists, I want nothing to do with them. All right. Because next? it's all about money. What? I said, what's next? Uh, shut up, all of you. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to make the world a better place while you sit around on your ass doing nothing. Oh, is That's that all. is that what wow. I do? Okay, thank That's you so much exactly for letting me right. know that I'm worthless exactly. and do nothing. Exactly. Well, I didn't say you were worthless. And weak. And, yeah, and weak. Pathetic. I didn't say you were weak. And stupid. <laughs> okay, particularly when it's rage and hate fueled. See, that's what we're talking about, being obsessed with okay. politics, particularly when it's rage and hate fueled. Let's move on. What if you met someone who was obsessed with, like, the politics of, you know, like, the country Chad? They had no connection to it. They yeah, just were super like, into yeah. this one country. Oh, yeah. Hey. How would you feel about that? Would you be like, you hmm. got Obsessed with anything. Yeah, really? I mean, obsession is just not generally a good thing. Yeah, like, That's no. true. if something just consumes uh, so much of your life that you can't, like, like, February, the obsession with cross-country skiing, it gets old. But it's only the month mm. of February, so I can handle it, because the rest well, of the year, he's, he's fine. <laughs> but I think to tell you the truth, that, that being obsessed with politics is going, to, is going to wane quite a bit, because look who you ended up with. I mean, they're trying to throw each other in prison during the, you know, the quest sure to be are. president again. I mean, it's just amazing. They would rather throw somebody in prison than just go away and you can't be president anymore. I just don't, I don't get that. No. I don't understand it. Okay, number two, being obsessed with celebrity culture, especially worshiping celebrities. Yeah. Well, we don't do that. Nobody Hard in this family no does that. that. Yeah, but most people are obsessed with celebrities, are they not? I would say most well, A lot of people are. That's why there's celebrities, yeah. I guess. I don't know anybody that's obsessed with... Obs meh. Not obsessed. Maybe. I know people that are like like big Taylor Swift fans and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but like just celebrity culture in general, I don't, I don't know anybody that... Well, I mean, it's... Pretty rare, I feel like, to be obsessed with celebrity culture after the age of like twenty something. Yeah, mm -hmm. you would hope. Yeah. So you know, as teenagers, of course, it makes sense because teenagers are dumb and have nothing going on. Yeah. But it's like, who has the time to care what Kylie Jenner says? Great question. Natalie Green. No, I agree with that. But you guys have to understand something. Since you were in your early twenties. You've been around celebrities for the past 12 years. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing is I've never understood it because it's, right. you know, just been normalcy to me. But I don't know. I, don't, I feel like even if that wasn't the case, I still would not be a huge fan of that no, sort I of thing. No, I think that's true. It's just not my thing. Right. The number one question, would you date someone who obsessively does this? Obsess number one 
is obsessively pranking people. Mm. Oh, God, no. (laughs) How much of a child do you have to be to make being a prankster your personality as an adult? That's probably the least... One least, least awful of them. Yeah. Of, well, it depends yeah. on what you mean by pranking. Well, because like Dan likes to prank, but not like obsessively or constantly. You know, everyone's or not mean spirited like, either. No, like when we were dating, he put you know those things that you throw on the ground that make popping sound. They have like gunpowder in them. Yeah, yeah. poppers. Mm-hmm. He put those underneath the toilet seat in his oh, yeah, house, so and when pop. I sat on it, it like made. There were yeah. like there were like ten of them under there, and I he laughed so hard and thought it was just hilarious. And I'm like, you're such a dope. But it's not like you're he does, such a dope. It's not like I'm. I feel like I'd be anxious if I was married to somebody that constantly was pranking well, me. Well, I know you always like you're be on always, edge. Yeah, like oh, what is it going to be next? <laughs> right. I don't know. No, I understand that. Yeah. I understand that 100. percent Okay, so now we have left, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the 10 noisiest cities in America, because I, I want the last one to be, it's not going to be the close of the show, West Palm Beach. but I'll, the cost of living in 1962 is going to be it, because I have not looked at it yet. Jim wants but, to right? add one question to our, okay. uh, you know, no dating policy thing. Okay. okay. He wants to know if any of us have cut a first date short due to first impressions or something. Ooh, yes. that's interesting. I've never cut a date short, I don't think. Oh, yeah. There was one. Nana I tried, but didn't work. I was on a date with, uh, I had a friend that set me up with one of her friends, and he was the most boring human being I had met. I was just, I was talking the whole time because he was just so boring. Like, mm. he didn't have much, and I'm like, maybe it was, he was shy, and I'm Retired. like the least shy, and so maybe he was like, and maybe he was like, she was the most obnoxious human being I've met in my life. She wouldn't shut Could up. Be. But I was Could just be. like, he's pain. I just, I was trying to ask him questions and everything was just like a one word answer or like nothing. I was just like, this is awful. Yeah. Clicking. So yeah. I left. <laughs> you left the date? Yeah. I was like, this, this isn't. Sorry, man. Yeah. You are dismissed. Yeah. So what did he say when you said this isn't working? Probably like every other answer, I think he was like, uh, and then I just, (laughs) I went. So it's not that big a deal one way or the other? Yeah, I went on my merry way. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't mess around too much with, well, your mother and I have been together for 44 years, so there wasn't much time before that to get all that involved. Well, but even, this is like a first date. Yeah, I've been on a lot of first dates. Very few second dates. I suppose mm. that's true. I think that was my well, only, only first date. You know, what's interesting about that is mom and I were on our first date, but neither one of us knew it was a first date. No. She was just interviewing oh, yeah. me for her journalism class. Yeah. Ah. And it just kind of worked out that it, it was all because I had hair in my food. That, you, know, you know, your mom and I ended up getting married because of there was hair in my food. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the only reason. Well, I'm not saying it's the, only, the only reason. reason. <laughs> that's all we have. Thank God that's for our hair. Whole foundation. Thank God for hair in your food. Okay, so we get now to if you're thinking about a move and enjoy the soothing sounds of bottles breaking and sirens wailing in the full distance, quick grab a pen. A study ranked the, mo- the noisiest cities in the United States based on everything from traffic and construction to noise <laughs> caused by airplanes, subways, number of bars per capita, or how many drunk people. So what it'll do is 
why don't we go? I have not looked at the list yet. So what is the one city you've been in that was the noisiest city you've ever been in? Chicago. Chicago? New York. I've never been to New, New York, York, but I'm sure New York has to be in the top three. I mean, easily. New York is very, very It's got to be New York, L.A., and I don't know, some other well, hellhole. L.A. is not that noisy. It depends on where you live, too, because, I mean, if you're in a very residential well, yeah. area of, yeah. New York, of Manhattan, you really don't hear that much stuff. Yeah. But, you know. Chicago, so you guys are- when we went to Chicago, it was extremely noisy. There was, was there was never not a siren going. That's pretty much true. All right, we're going through it. So you guys are going with New York, all three of you? Uh, it's got to yeah, be. I can't I think, think so. of any other. Is this in America or the world? In America. Okay. Well, there's probably going to be like some, like, you know, some <clears throat> city in Alaska where the entire thing is just one big port for barges to come in and, yeah. you know. It's just constant. Yeah. It's going to be something like that. Air but, horn. Yeah. I have not seen the top three. I'm looking at from 10 to 4, and none, not one of them is a surprise. Number 10 is Los Angeles, mm-hmm. the noisiest yeah, cities in America. That makes sense. Yeah. Number 9 is Long Beach, California, which is right in the same area as Los Angeles. Right? Half of them are going to be in California. Uh, number 8 is Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. That's just the people yeah, bitching Philly's about big, everything. That's a big city. I love Philadelphia, though. I love, so far, I like both all three places. I have not found this to be true, but they're saying Miami is the seventh noisiest city in America. I've never really been in Miami. Yeah. No. And you believe it's true, Catherine? Oh, yeah. There's so much traffic down there. There's a lot lot of traffic and a lot of people outside all the time. Zillions of people have moved to Miami, and it is packed. Oh, it is packed now. There's no question about that. Did you, you said something like, what was that figure again? 60,000 people have moved from New York to West Palm Beach? Uh... No. I think it was sixty like... percent of the people, or something like that, of, of people that moved here from Man, from New York, have moved to West Palm Beach. Yeah, it's, that's I think it's I, amazing. It's, it's not probably exact, but it's something like that. Hmm. And I guess there's a lot of people from New Jersey that are also mm-hmm. hightailing it down here. It's true. Well, there you go. Uh, number six is San Francisco, California. Oh, yeah. again. I remember that. I don't remember that being noisy. Oh, yeah, being absolutely. horribly noisy. Well, we, we were there a city. Well, we were there a while ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I was, I was in high school. Yeah, I was like maybe 19, 18. Yeah. Yeah, but... Mm, that's about right. Yeah. It's still... I mean, I mean, any big city is going to be noisy. I don't remember it being like, I can't take it anymore. I do. But I, had, I mean, I had lived in Dayton my whole life that prior to oh, that. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a good point you bring that up, Andy, because you guys grew up, but I grew up in North Minneapolis, so it doesn't seem noisy to me at all because North Minneapolis was always very noisy. So maybe, uh, to me, it's different because none of these cities seemed all that noisy to me. But you love noise, so. Well, maybe that's what it is. So I love noise and politics. That's what I love. Yeah, it's usually noisy politics. Ah, Noisy politics. I I really put both of your loves together. Fox News at volume forty is usually. Oh no 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 no! I I can watch Fox News for about two minutes, CNN for about two minutes. Mm. These national news programs are disgusting. I only watch local news now. Well, there you go. All right, what's Uh, next? Oh, to be changing up here. What do you? I want to talk about politics. Uh, Well, you brought it up. No, you did. No, I said yes, you like did. noise. You did. And then, then he said up. I like noise and politics. Oh, I suppose. But then you But you brought up politics your fault. For the first place. So. I, no, it I didn't. The list okay. brought up politics. We're moving along. Please God. <laughs> Number 5 is Boston. Again, I did not find Boston to be noisy. I've never been to Boston. Me neither. 
I don't, I don't know about Newark. Newark. Newark has an airport right Oh, yeah. yeah. Right in the middle I've of only town. Last, yeah. I've only been to the planes. airport. Yeah. That's true. Constant airplanes. And people from traffic. New Jersey are loud. Okay. Are. It's a good thing that you brought that up because number three is Jersey City, New mm-hmm. Jersey. So Newark and Jersey City are number four and three. What do you think of that action? It's very concentrated right there. Traffic yeah, and it things. Is a, yeah. yeah, things are not looking good for New York. So what would be number, if it's New York is number one, do you think Chicago will be number two? And Chicago I'm sure Chicago's has to be. on there somewhere, yeah. yeah. They have a okay. huge airport. They have yes. a lot of Two sirens, airports. a lot of bars, a lot of all the things that you said on that list. Yeah. A lot of gunshots. Okay, I well, haven't yeah. clicked on it yet. You ready? Number two is Chicago. hey It ranked first in the average number of flights per day. It has a lot yes. of flights in and out oh, of Chicago. Yeah. It's right in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. So that just leaves, there's no way it cannot be New York City, correct? It's definitely I would think. City. So you would say we go to Los Angeles, Long Beach, Philadelphia, Miami, San Francisco, Boston, Newark, and Jersey City, Chicago. None of those surprised us. Fargo's not on there, huh? Fargo's not on there. That's true. Winona? No. Uh, No, no question. What was was the name? Now Then, Minnesota. Now Then. Now Then. Not there. Yes. Okay, the number one is New York City. Mainly because it's the most densely populated and has almost three times more nightlife spots per square mile than any other city in America. You remember, we we were um, a friend of ours had a uh, an apartment in in England in London mm-hmm. in the Mayfair area, which is is was I don't know if it is anymore. Very swanky area. Is that where we but stayed? Was, yep, okay. it was right across the street, and um, from a. Um, nightclub that was open 24 hours a day oh, God. and i remember we were there uh when it was warm and i don't think there was air conditioning so you had to have the windows open uh, a lot of those older they still don't have air conditioning yeah, in a lot of places in london too expensive to retrofit it yep so <laughs> i remember all night long and people and people screaming and whistling for taxis yep. i was like this is a really interesting location yeah. so, if you can shut yeah. the windows it's a lot different well, it was jimmy hayes's apartment yep it was jimmy hayes no question about it so basically no surprise at all in the 10 noisiest cities in america no they no. fell nope. right into place no nope. Was there one big city there? No, they mentioned pretty much. Yeah. I mean, they didn't mention like the Seattle's and Minneapolis, St. Paul. Or they missed like that. West Palm Beach on the corner of Dixie and Okeechobee. No. Yeah, the loudest go. place in America. <laughs> loudest place in America, no question about it. Okay, so that brings us to the cost of living in 1962, which this ought to be fascinating. Oh, boy. Can we pick one thing? Uh, well, let's see now. A burger, fries, and a Coke at a fast food place like a McDonald's or whatever. When I was a kid, you could get all three for less than a dollar. Well, when we were kids, it was the dollar menu. The dollar menu, that's exactly The dollar menu was a thing until, like, shockingly recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. But do you think, how much do you think a hamburger, french fries, and a Coke would be now at McDonald's? I have no clue. $18. I haven't gone to McDonald's. Oh, it's not $18, but like four bucks. Yeah, it's probably four or five. I don't know. Hamburger. Oh, wait. McDonald's. I don't know what you got to tack your mother. McDonald's. Just kind of nailing, just going $18 at McDonald's? I mean, come on. Get real. I don't know. If you're, in a, if you're in a large city, you might have to pay that. Hey, the dollar menu is still a thing. 
Uh, oh yeah, one bet. two three dollar menu. You get your there two French fries. Okay. okay. You want to I mean, if you buy a glass of wine in a city with all the taxes on it, it can be twenty five thirty bucks for one glass of wine. You go to a you know out yeah alcohol and, sure. Out in a, yeah I mean but everybody's got to pay the taxes and the yep. rent and everything else. All right, so a McDouble by itself I guess is. Three dollars? I don't know. They're, no fries. What the hell is the I one, know. two, three dollars? Uh, McDonald's is not the right place for asking no, us not. because neither no, of us right. have been there in like 20 years. <laughs> like, I have no true. idea. I know. I'm trying true. to look up what a quarter pounder with cheese the cost is, and it just tells me what's on the yeah, burger. Someone in chat, help us. How much is yeah. like you know hey, a Big Mac? Who, someone who's bought a Big Mac in the last with year. fries and a Coke. Like, yeah. What's the... There you go. Big but Mac they do meal. not cover that in this. Well, what they is don't it? Cover it. Well, it I have, think Andy, then? when you were a teenager, that's what you ate. You ate a double Whopper with cheese and French fries. Yeah. And probably a Coke. That's basically what. I believe what... it was around five bucks, six bucks. Uh, Darren says it's about thirteen dollars for a meal. See? Holy! What? Hell. Who's closer? Me. The other Andy says $13. over ten. So I yeah. 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 Wow. Thirteen dollars. Why would you go to McDonald's and spend thirteen dollars on that? You can go to Culver's food... for just like not that much more and get something way better. Yeah. Well, a lot of people like those French fries. Mm -hmm. When you go to a restaurant, you expect a chef to be an expert. You expect your auto mechanic to be an expert when it comes to fixing your car. You judge them both by the results of their work. Josh Arnold is an expert in investments and planning your financial future. Josh Arnold is my expert, and he should be yours, too. I talk to Josh every week, and he understands the market and the economy, and he knows how to plan for your retirement. Don't put it off another day. The man with your plan is Josh Arnold. Call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll have an expert planning and managing your financial future. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC Security Investment Advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Okay, I'll run by the I'll run up the food really quickly. And if they, if you're shocked by the cost back in 1962, let me know. Is this adjusted for inflation? Uh, mm. No, this this is back to where it was in 62. I will adjust it accordingly then. Okay, then it cut. Fe fresh baked bread, 21 cents per loaf. A loaf of bread was 21 cents. <laughs> Which what modern is, is 2.15. Holy Hannah! Wow, we've so we've inflated. Ten times since then, almost exactly. Ten times. I don't know. So multiply all these prices by ten, and you'll get the modern currency value. That's pretty easy. It is not. You can get fresh bread for two bucks. No, probably no. If you go to Breadsmith or something like that, it's probably like five bucks. Yeah. So yeah, bread's definitely. But I mean, we we don't we don't grow our wheat anymore. Yeah. We import it all from China, and that costs a lot of money. China. And a lot of people get are allergic to it. Yep. A lot of gluten allergies now, makes you think. Yep. Indeed. Okay, fresh ground hamburger. How much a per pound do you think it was in 62? Well, it's still not much for hamburger. So per pound, it's probably going to be like 50 cents. Not even 50 cents, probably. 15 cents a pound. Yeah. No, 40 cents. You were uh, right. Really? Not, not even 40 cents per pound. Well, and now it's the hamburger. Is it grass-fed? Is it 80% right. lean? True. Is it 90% lean? Blah, blah, blah. Let's see. There's How much is... Different prices on hamburger. Ground beef roll at high V. One pound for $5. So it's, it's about the same. 
It's a little more. times more expensive. Huh. Well, but after inflation, it's not really. Huh. Oh, I suppose. Eggs, how much per dozen? 32 cents. Well, now if you buy Vital Farms eggs, uh, they can be $8. Yeah, you can get eggs for like $3, but you can also get eggs for, yeah, 6 yeah. $7, depending on what you buy. Right. So it's like 10 to 20 times more expensive. Sure. Eggs, eggs went crazy during yeah. COVID. Yep. A pound of bacon. 69 cents. That seems cheap. Uh, yeah, bacon is much more expensive now for sure. Bacon is not cheap. Bacon. I have no idea how much a pound of bacon is. Anybody know? Well, once I'm again. not the one to ask. Is it sugar-free, no hormones? See, that's a very good point. Is it the if, cheapest, crappiest bacon in America? I was going to say, know? if you buy, like, Hormel microwave bacon, oh, it's yeah, probably Oh, yeah, that's nice not, and cheap. Yeah, I used to buy like that two bucks. pre-cooked bacon and just eat it without... Cooking it just right out of the package. Just eat the whole thing as a snack. Yum, yum. And you wonder why you have stomach problems. Joe says that a quarter pounder meal, 1719. There you go. So actually, I can't even believe me. That's just shocking. That's insane. Yep. Say you're sorry, mother. Sorry, mom. I mean that. I just that's, <laughs> it's shocking. I know. Well, that's the thing is we haven't gone to McDonald's in 20 years, so right. we no. It's true. Dan every once in a while goes and gets the McDonald's breakfast because people he, love the McDonald's breakfast. Well, he has, he's very emotionally attached to it. A lot of people his are. Dad would take him there on yeah. Sundays. Uh, yeah. Oh, sure. And it was like a whole every Sunday, and so when he's feeling like nostalgic mm. or something or needs like a little extra. I don't know, food. serotonin or something, yep. he goes and gets a McDonald's breakfast. And he goes, like, there will be two weeks where he goes, like, four days a week, and then he won't have it for, like, four months. Yeah. That's how I am. Yeah. Okay, the, the last three food things I'm going to run together. Ground coffee, 85 cents a pound. Oh. Vitamin D milk, $1.04 per gallon. And granulated sugar, 89 cents for 10 pounds of sugar. Oh, 85 cents a pound cents. for ground coffee actually sounds kind of high after inflation. That's like eight fifty a pound for ground coffee. Is it that much? Probably. I, I don't buy is. coffee, so. I don't, I don't either. I don't buy any of the things that anyone has mentioned, I feel like. <laughs> you don't buy eggs? <laughs> Other than eggs and sugar. Those are the two things. Let's see. Oh, ground coffee at Hy-Vee. Oh, well, the Hy-Vee Donut Shop, it's eight bucks for uh, just about a pound. So there you go. So 10 times, everything looks like it's about 10 times more expensive than it was in 62. Well, I, I, think, On the, average. I think the bacon is probably much higher. Bacon, yeah. I, like I, yeah. I stopped buying bacon because it's just stupid expensive. Okay, you're going to, Andy, you're going to have to look up the current day prices because the, the living expenses part is very interesting. Oh, like oh, things God. like houses, it's no, going to be I don't wanna. 100 it's times. so sad. Okay, United like States it. postage stamp, how much are they now? I have no I idea. I don't even know. I think I use no three idea. postage stamps per year. Yeah. I, How I much a is stamps. a stamp? A stamp a is dollar? currently $68. I mean, <laughs> cents. I was like, 68 cents. <laughs> For a book? I'm what? Uh, back and, in 62, it was four cents. Yeah, because they so don't put, they, they don't put the price on it anymore. They, it, it's always a forever stamp. It's so when forever, you buy, yeah, that's yeah, right. So if you yep. buy 5,000 of them today, yeah. you yeah. can use them forever, forever. But I mean, like, so if they don't put the price on it. I mean, like, it makes sense, but for, like, my lifestyle, 
where I'm using 10 stamps. I'm using like five bucks of stamps per year. Yeah. Even if I do end up saving, you know, 50% over the course of my lifetime, That's I'm probably saving like $100 right. in over my life. Right. So, I know, right. but if you're going to bother buying stamps, you might as you might may as well buy two rolls. But then you and lose them. Last you a very long time. Or yeah. your child sees oh. some stickers and decides to put stamps or all over everything and ruin them. <laughs> yeah. Or your dog has them or, all over his paws and yep, ears. Yep. Jude did <laughs> oh, that yeah. once, didn't he? he Just he like sure ripped did. up a roll of stamps. stamps. Yeah. Yeah. Dad kept on complaining that somebody was taking his stamps. I'm like, it's you and me, honey. And I'm not taking nope. your stamps. Jude was... I'm telling you, someone's taking Jude. I look over at Jude. He's got them stuck all over his paws and in his ears. <laughs> How he got a hold of them, I'll never know. Stamps in his ears. Got to get those All right, stamps. we're going to go Jude. with the current price, and then I'll give you the 62 price, 1962 price. Are you ready? No. How much is a gallon of gasoline now? 320, 30-something. It's actually it's, relatively low comparatively. I've seen it at 309 and it's a lot of times 330. Gasoline in 1962 was 27 cents a gallon. So about 270 after inflation, so it's still it's higher. Times. Yeah. So okay, here's the thing with gas to me. And I know it varies vehicle to vehicle or whatever, but like I don't think of gas cuz it's like, oh, if it's $3 and 3 cents a gallon, like that's pretty $3. But then you're filling up a 16-gallon tank. And you're doing it every week. And you're doing it every week. So it's like yep. monthly. It's actually quite a bit of money. It's a lot of money. That's why That's why I bought my car, because it's so fuel efficient. It's actually, you know, I mean, it's not going to pay for itself, obviously. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the, whoa, what just Yeah, that was weird. Happened? What happened? It Something super is, loud all of a sudden. Oh, it so is I really? I think some of our equipment might be breaking. Oh, no, don't even say that. Oh, that's that. great to, mm. to know. Don't say that. Andy's out of town for seven weeks, and the, the equipment just breaks down. There was down. just a weird thing. I don't it's know fine. what that was. Move on. Hopefully. I wonder if the it's audience fine. could hear that. It's fine. I didn't hear uh, it. Oh, you didn't? No. Nope. Huh, interesting. Well, Maybe they didn't I heard, hear it. I heard a little glitch. That's all I heard. No, we, Andy and I both it got, like, could, super loud all the time. Might have just been the headphone amp, I wonder. Yeah. Could well, be. Well, it's yeah, back to normal now. Well, regardless. Okay, ready? Yes. Yes. How much is a movie ticket now? Uh, $12? I would have no clue. $18? Anybody know? Let's look. Fandango. I don't know. There you go. I buy, I buy movie tickets more than anyone else here. All right, chat. Let's see if you guy. can give us the price before Alex gets it. <coughs> Consider the fact also that you're on like a 20-second delay. So, you know. That's true. Okay. Stacked against you. My phone has been so slow. Okay, if I'm going to go to Kung Fu Panda 4. Uh, Dave, Culver's Butter Burger with Cheese, Large Fries, Large Drink, $16. So there you go. Jeez. Why go to McDonald's? Although there are people in chat <laughs> saying, um, like, this guy's from Spring Lake Park, wherever that is. Oh, it's like, isn't it you know that Spring near Lake Hopkins? Park. He says it's near Fridley. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I near was Fridley, very yeah. wrong. <laughs> yes, uh, but he says where he is, a Big Mac meal is only 9 bucks. Oh, that's good. So, I mean, it's like if you're in the city, I'm sure it's way more expensive. Okay, so for an adult to go just a regular, that happened again. Yeah, the, they're saying they're not hearing anything weird. Yeah, oh, I don't it's, hear uh, weird. Yeah, it's just our headphones. Our headphones are yeah. going nuts. Um, for an adult ticket, is $15.36 to, like, go to a, oh, nope, yep. What? Sorry, there's, like, a thing that says matinee discount. If I go at 8 p.m., is it any different? 
checking seats. I'm just going to go to Kung Fu Panda okay, at 8 p.m. That... No, $19. $19 for a movie ticket. For an adult movie ticket at not a matinee. There we go. That's why you go to the Tuesday. $19. $19. $19. Okay. To go see Kung Fu Panda 4 at 8 p.m. Worth it. On my own. Who's going to see Kung Fu Panda 4 at 8 p.m.? It's a great question. It, there's tickets that are already sold. There's See? there's two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. F- there's fourteen tickets already sold for Kung Fu Panda at eight p.m. tonight. Wow. Uh, Nineteen sixty-two would have cost you one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. Nineteen times more expensive. How about tuition to Harvard University per year? Oh God, it was probably like five hundred bucks back then. Yeah. You're close. Mm-hmm. How much is it now? Hundred grand at least. <clears throat> I mean, that's what I understand from people that to go to Harvard's about a hundred thousand dollars a year. Is okay. that correct? Let's see. Tuition is fifty-five thousand dollars. That's just tuition. That's just tuition. No, that's well, this is living. Wait. Oh yeah, no subtotal. The subtotal build costs. Okay, no, we, that's not what we want. Eighty thousand dollars for total yeah. costs. Yeah. Eighty thousand. Okay, so it, sorry. Dan's dad. What year are you talking about? 1962. Oh, so this was before he went there. Okay, so what did you say it is? $80,000? Yeah. Can you guys hear us? Yes. I can, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I said $80,000. Well, that's that's not tuition, though. That's all the, every cost. That's all in. Tuition by itself is fifty-five. Okay, tuition to Harvard University is fifty-five thousand. In nineteen sixty-two, was fifteen hundred dollars. What? Yeah. Fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred. Well, bucks. that's like when um, Dan's parents sold their house. They used to live mm-hmm. in Wilmer, and they sold their house, and they like told me how much they bought it for. In it was what like nineteen eighty or something like that. Mm-hmm. I w- it was like. Under a hundred thousand dollars, and it was like a four bedroom. And I was just like, "I'm sorry, this is shocking to me." I just, or like, I don't. In the '80s, like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it should be that giant of a, yeah, thing. Well, my parents, yeah, my parents sold that house in Golden Valley, a four bedroom, one, two, only two baths, but it had like a half acre lot. Um, and it was a it was a pretty big house, and I think they sold it for forty five thousand dollars, and they had bought it for something <clears throat> like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, uh, let's go with average rent per month in nineteen sixty two. How much is it now? Where? Yeah, Where? it really it doesn't it doesn't really. That's true because it, it. Yeah, I don't know. What in a gonna... city, it can easily be four thousand, at least. Uh, 1962 was 110 bucks <laughs> per month for rent. Uh, I think the cheapest rent. rent you're going to get is around 2,000 per two bedroom. You guys agree with that? About two G's a month, cheapest. I've absolutely no idea. I yeah, know. I uh, I don't know if I've ever rented. Have brand, I? Brand new car. Well, depends on the car. Again, depends on the car. Well, yeah, but is there an average price for a new car? Well, a super cheap car. Is with no bells and whistles is around thirty now, isn't it? I don't yeah, even about think thirty G's. I think that's right. Twenty-five. 
all, you know, maybe you can get a car for twenty five. What's okay? What's like a okay a Ford Edge? I bought a Nissan Kicks, which was a relatively cheap car. Yeah, it's, I think it was twenty six thousand all told. Those are very small. Yeah, and that's like as cheap as okay. you're going to get with while still having some of the more advanced options. Okay, mm -hmm. so just under thirty. A new car in nineteen sixty two was twenty nine hundred dollars. <laughs> that's a brand new car. We got two to go. You want to hear new house or average income? New house. Yeah, do There's new house and then average income, because then that'll okay. kind of like be the bow on the whole. Okay. Gift. So a new house, uh, is there an average right now? Would you say about a hundred grand, or it's more than that? Way more than is, that. I'd say. Is it? Oh yeah. Three hundred thousand. Three three hundred for sure. Yeah. For any house. Yeah. And do you Just agree like with three hundred thousand for any house? Uh, well, uh, considering if we're talking about like the average of every house in the yeah. country, then yeah. probably yes, because the cities inflate it so much. Yeah. yeah. But then you go to like super outer suburbs and then you can get a lot more for your money. But like, I'd say where we live is very like average, like our neighborhood. It's like a very mm -hmm. average house situation. Your watch. Thank you. Uh, and okay. So... Uh, the new house, you're going to say about 300 grand. Yep, at least. Okay, at least. Mm -hmm. In 1962, it was twelve thousand five hundred dollars. Twelve thousand. So Isn't about that amazing. So about like hundred thirty, hundred forty thousand after inflation. So yeah, that's. Well, that's the thing though is, um, if you look up, like people always talk about how insane housing prices are compared to how mm -hmm. it used to be, but they don't. Um, take other factors into consideration such as the average size of a house mm -hmm. size of an yeah, average a lot bigger. house by year yeah. houses in, are so much bigger now than they were in the 60s yeah that's yes. uh, let's see in the 60s the median square footage of a single family home was about 1500 um today homes built in 2000 like the early 2000s are at 2200 square feet yeah yep. so homes like new homes are probably up in the 2500 square foot yeah range so ho houses are just like huge and every house has forced air air mm -hmm. conditioning and furnace yep right um every house has more up-to-date electrical wiring whereas in the 60s you'd be lucky if you had grounded outlets yeah um so i mean you got you get a more lot for your money. more for your money that but there is like you know there's no such thing as an affordable house unless you're willing to you know go out in the middle of nowhere basically so we close with the average um income and i did see a stat just last week that said it's about 57 or 58 thousand a year i don't know how people can live on that on that yeah. unless do you single. guys agree with that 57 58,000 a year isn't that about what you heard what's 57,000 yeah. the average income average, average one person average income. average income for the family not not one for person. the yeah. family yes that's no, probably not two people working there's I, no way yeah, well there's yeah no, no it's way. not possible i don't yeah, think no that's yeah that's one okay person. so we'll just go with that one person yeah. average income for one person now is what well, let's see. Average individual income in 1962, adjusted for inflation in today's dollars, would be $32,000. So people actually weren't making a whole lot of money in the 60s. No. Well, the average income per year in the 1962 was $5,500. That's not what the Chicago Tribune says. Life didn't cost that says. much back then. Well, that's what it says here. 
So basically, the average income now is about 57, so it's over 10 times more than it was in 1962. Oh, well, s- to... About $6,000 is the average income of a family in 1962. Oh, so it was the family. Oh, okay. Which you guys tried to No, to we said you said $57,000 for a family today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that doesn't sound it doesn't possible. I no. don't Let's see. Looks like household income seventy five thousand dollars in twenty twenty two. No, so there you go. For it's two. not that much. Eighteen thousand more. So six thousand dollars adjusted for inflation, that'd be about sixty thousand. So we are making more money than in the sixties. Yeah, well, we have a lot more things to pay for. Now. Well, that's the yeah. thing. It's like you know, if you think about just even public schools. Um, no matter how hard you try, when you have 25 different languages being spoken, yep. and you have to have an interpreter for every kid. It just it just gets to be very, very expensive to educate. Well, and the other thing, it's like, okay, people are always like, oh, in the 60s, it was so much cheaper. Everything was so affordable. But it's like, okay, I want you to take everything in your life that didn't exist in 1962 and get rid of it. What are you left with? What bills do you have? Probably yeah. almost nothing. You're not paying for internet. Right. You're not paying no. for your cell phone. You're not paying for Netflix. No. Get rid of all your flat screen TVs. Get rid of all your video game consoles. Uh, throw away your air conditioner. Throw away your furnace and install baseboard heating. Yep. Uh, your car, throw that away. So, I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, things were cheaper. Things were cheaper back then, but they were also a lot shittier. Yeah, there was less. There was just less. In general. Less existed, yeah. <laughs> well, people just didn't, yeah, I mean... In my neighborhood, which was probably <clears throat> mostly middle class, nobody was upper middle class, I would say. Mostly middle class. People didn't, they never went on vacations. No, airfare I mean, back then, oh God, airfare. I Actually, well, I wonder, even, someone... Even uh, a car trip, they just didn't, they just didn't go. Eric hardly. in the anybody chat. Anybody went out to dinner as a family. Um you mowed your own lawn. Nobody had a lawn service. You painted your own house. Nobody hired a painter. Everybody did everything themselves. Um, we didn't have air conditioning. A few homes in the neighborhood that were newer had air conditioning. We were sweltering up in those attic bedrooms, just sweltering yeah. all summer long. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we had a furnace that ran on fuel oil. Oh, yeah. We had a big tank. You had to fill it up. Well, um, Kenny and Joyce, they live in upstate New York. That's still how they have they have heat as fuel oil because they don't have any um, natural gas up in upstate New York. Yeah. Hmm. And retrofitting so, is not worth the price anyway. It's no. You have to gut the entire house. Yeah, and it, you can't have electric heat. It's too expensive. I mean, it would cost a fortune. So basically what we learned, because, you know, it's time to hit the road here, but what we learned is comparatively your income to how much things cost, some things are cheaper, even if that number was a lot lower, some things are a lot more expensive, even if that number is higher. Yeah. The real takeaway is there's just too much to spend money on today. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of it is voluntary. It is indeed. So you can get by, not a problem, everything will be good. And then we'll talk to you guys again tomorrow, correct? I'll be here. Yep. See you guys later.